This is episode one. In this episode, you'll learn about my cultural identity, why I decided to start my own business, and how my cultural identity has affected the decisions I've made for my business. Hello, hello, bienvenidos. I'm Giselle Martin, and this is Relate and Elevate, a podcast with conversations of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. Join me to hear stories from entrepreneurs of different cultures and identities. I believe consumers want to support businesses and organizations that they relate to because it gives them a sense of community. I know it does for me. Also, my daughter will join me once a month to talk about the kid entrepreneur perspective. So subscribe to Relate and Elevate to learn more about closing the cultural gaps in the marketplace. Hello, hola, bienvenidos. This is Relate and Elevate. I'm Giselle Martin. And today I'm going to talk to you about me and my business and all of my entrepreneurial journeys <laughs> that I've had. Um, yeah, it's definitely been more than one <laughs> for sure. So um, I guess today I'm the first guest. So today you'll be learning about me, my cultural identity. And um, yeah, I'm just going to go right ahead. And, you know, I have questions prepared for all of my guests. And the first thing that I'm going to do at the beginning of every episode is go through a little icebreaker with um, all of my guests. And so I have a few little questions so that way, you know, we can get to know each other better. So here's an opportunity for you to get to know me a little bit better. And so I'm going to go ahead and tell you what my favorite food is. Well, okay, so I have two of them. They're very similar. They're enchiladas and chilaquiles. Like they both have some sort of tortilla element, chile and cheese. So, I mean... All those three things combined, my favorite, delicious, and my favorite color. Actually, I like a lot of colors, but it really just depends on, I guess, how I'm feeling. But I really do like pink, red, and purple. I also have been liking green lately. So, yeah, just a lot of different colors. And what's the most recent book that I read? You know, the most recent book that I read was Susan, Suze Orman's, um, oh my God, what's the name of it? It's like one of the first books that she wrote about like financial tips. Yeah, something like that. Um, uh, I actually use it more like of a reference book now. I just go back and be like, hey, what did she say about that? Yeah, I, I actually, I love it. And then here's another one of the questions on my icebreaker. If I could meet one person, dead or alive, who would that be? I would definitely want to meet my my great, 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 great grandmother. Because I just, I feel like such a strong connection 
with my ancestors and I I just would love to meet them and you know talk about life and talk about what their expectations were for their future generations and yeah that's what I would like to talk about them Another one of the icebreaker questions is, what's the last song that I listened to? Um, <laughs> I actually listened to E-40. Uh, <laughs> so that's, I, I love to get my motivation from E-40, Big Sean. Um, I listen to Function, you know. Gotta stay laced with sucker repellent. Because <laughs> I'm out here trying to function. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, okay. Another one of the questions is... Tell me something that only a handful of people know about you. Okay. Something that only a handful of people know about me is that I am a very, very sensitive soul. And sometimes when people look at me, it may seem that my demeanor is very, like, intimidating or very bold face or, you know, like kind of strong. But in the inside, I'm really, like, trying really hard not to break down I'm trying really hard to just like keep my composure because I can go from calm to like completely crying in just a few seconds so I I feel people's energy and and other people's energy like really affects me so sometimes I have to remove myself from situations or or not be around certain people at certain times because of their energy or sometimes my energy is too intense and I need to remove myself um, because of my energy so there hopefully you get a little bit more insight of what goes on in the Giselle brain <laughs> um, so I'm just going to get right into the questions that I'll be asking uh, my all of my guests and you know let's just go from there so how do i self-identify i actually i use a lot of words to identify myself um and so i i identify as um mujer woman mom i identify as a a Chicana, a Latina, a Latinx. I, um, yeah, th those are the ones that I put. Oh, I also use Mexican American. I, I think for me, Mexican American has been the most prominent. Um, just growing up, that's really what, what I use the most. And um, I feel like when I say Chicana or Latina, Latinx, I don't know, for, for some reason, I feel like 
sometimes I need to explain them to people. I feel like if I'm around other Latinas, or I guess I assume that they're Latinas, I'll say, oh yeah, I'm a Latina, or I'm Latinx, or I'm a Chicana. And I feel like they'll get me, they'll understand me, and it's like, okay, yeah, I got you, I know, I know what you mean. But then... Other times I feel like I need to use the need to say, oh, I'm Mexican or I'm Mexican-American or my family is Mexican. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. It's difficult. I mean, identity is difficult. There's so many layers, so many levels of it. Um, what does my cultural identity mean to me? Or what does cultural identity mean to me? So to me, cultural identity is not just my ethnic background. Cultural identity has to do with how all of the experiences in my life have shaped me to be who I am today. So I think that's why I don't have one identity because... All of these words that I use to identify myself have in one way, shape, or form played a significant role in my whole life, and they have definitely shaped who I am today. I mean, in a year from now, I may use a different word to identify myself. I don't, you know, I don't know. So I, I do think that cultural identity is very fluid you know, it's changing, it can change, it's flexible, um, and, you know, it's just just like us, just like how we are. We're, we're not the same. We're, we're never always going to be the same because our experiences make up who we are. And that, that comes from uh, a Brazilian philosopher uh, that goes, that a Brazilian philosopher, uh, Paulo Freire. And I studied a lot of his theories and I read some of his books. And I just like, I love his philosophies. And I, I just like, yeah, I, they, they just, I feel really in tune to his philosophies. I just totally understand them. And I'm like, whenever I read it or reread them, I'm like, yes, preach. You know, he's he's actually used in uh, when it comes to studying education. So teachers, people who are studying to become teachers, actually study Paulo Freire. I actually believe that everyone should study Paulo Freire because his philosophies lay the foundation of human life, like basic human life. He like totally breaks it down. He, he breaks it down to the point where he says, like, this is what this is the thing that separates us from animals. Like, this is what separates humans and animals. It's the emotions that we feel. And th those emotions, um, you know, have to do with the experiences that we're going through. And the experiences shape us. So, you know, it's all it's all relative. So yeah, Paulo Freire, look him up, read his books. You want to borrow some? Hit me up, ask me. I will definitely let you borrow them. Keyword, borrow, borrow them. <laughs> 
Also, you can visit your local library, too. <laughs> or the Giselle Library. That's fine. So, moving on to the questions. What is my business? What do I sell? What's my product or my service? And where do I sell it? So, my business is... I am a business strategist. And I actually sell services to small business owners, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, visionaries, anyone who wants to use my services. Um, I also am looking into finding grants so that I could work with nonprofit organizations. Um, I don't want to call myself a business consultant because, um, no offense to business consultants, um, but I feel that I'm different because I don't, I don't want to go into your business and tell you what you should be doing. I want to work with you to listen to you, ask questions and figure out what it is that you want for your business and let's figure out a way, let's figure out a plan, let's figure out some strategies for us to get you to the place where you want to take your business. Um, and, and, I'm, and, and I'm pretty sure that there's business consultants out there that do that too. Um, I just felt that for me, the title of business strategist was more, more appropriate. I'm more uh, strategy-based and um, yeah. And, and where do I sell? So you can just contact me directly and we can set up a one-on-one -on -one session, a complimentary session and see if it's something, if my services is something that, you know, would be a good fit for, for your business, for your organization. Um, I also say side hustlers and visionaries because people who have a vision to create something you know, you need a plan, you need to start somewhere. And um, planning is really, really important when it comes to owning a business. And yes, I know that just because you have a plan doesn't mean that everything is going to get followed on your plan. Believe me, I, I definitely know that. But having a plan is like having a roadmap. At least you know, at least you know where you are. And you know where you want to go. And the strategic plan will help you to figure out what is the best way or what are all the possibilities of me getting from point A to point B with my business. And really just laying it out there and saying, hey, you know what? It's really, realistically, it's going to take me five years to get there. So what are the things that I could do in the meantime, like year one, let's focus on this year two let's focus on this year three this or it may be you know what in two months from now this is what i want to do it's like okay so so basically i help i help business owners figure out or, or create a roadmap to their vision to their goal for their business you know I also help businesses um, create an, an assessment, you know, taking some time to evaluate the current situation, making an assessment of everything is really important because then you know where you are 
And um, it's really important to know where your starting point is. So then that way you can make adjustments, you know, in your roadmap as you're going along to, you know, the next, you know, from point A to point B. So, so if anybody wants any help, advice, if you have any questions, just send me an email or answer your question. Um, but really, you know, go to my website, check out the services I offer, um, and, you know, send me a message, send me an email, and we can go from there. So another question is, what, how did my business vision come about? Like, what problem am I solving? Um, so my, my business vision came about, um, so I, I've been working in my son's preschool well not working i would say volunteering um but working with my son's preschool for the past few years all three of my kids have gone through that preschool and i really really have enjoyed being there not only as a parent you know for my kids but also um the roles that i've taken there i've really enjoyed them like i have learned so much from being there and i really really appreciate it I really appreciate them allowing me to go there and giving my time and learning from the organization and, you know, really, really trying to make it better, really trying to make improvements in the school. And I've learned so much about my skills and abilities. And and I thought, well, if, if, if my ideas could help improve you know, the school, you know, and it's not just my ideas, it's, it's my ideas together, working with, um, working with the other parents in the school. So us working together as a team. Um, I was like, and I, and I thought, well, if I can be part of a team that helps improve a school, then what can I do working with business owners? Like I thought, yeah, this, this would totally be great. So I put it out there and I started working with some people and I got really great feedback. I, to, to be honest, and uh, I was really surprised of how people reacted or responded to the advice that I was giving them, to the suggestions that I was giving them. And... I don't know, like, for, for me, in my mind, I, I get all of these ideas, and uh, when someone starts talking to me about what they're doing with their business, I get really excited, I get really excited, and I'm like, oh, well, what if you do this, or have you tried this, or have you tried that, and sometimes I think, like, um, being really nosy, and I'm just, like, trying to tell people what to do, that really is not my intention. It just like all these thoughts automatically come to me. And when I started actually vocalizing all of these thoughts that I was getting, I was getting really, really great responses from people. And I thought, wow, I could really help people. And so I started working with some people People would ask me questions. I started putting myself out there and say, hey, I'm here for you. 
If you need anything, let me know if you have an idea or let's just talk about it. And um, I've gotten really great feedback and I really appreciate everyone who's been who's reached out to me and has been wanting to work with me. I do appreciate it. Um, but but for me, the the real reason why this came about is because I I got in tune with myself and I was actually listening to myself and my intuitive voices. And and to be honest, I feel like they've been there my whole life. I remember being a little kid. I remember being 10 years old and my parents opened, uh, my parents and my uncle and my grandparents opened a Mexican restaurant. And I remember being so excited about it. I thought, oh my God, this is so cool. We own a restaurant people actually come here because they want to and they pay us like i thought this was so cool and um it just the way that i saw my my family transform this like really old ugly um nasty pizza hut place like abandoned pizza hut restaurant into the most beautiful vibrant bright uh festive mexican restaurant i I mean they literally turned something into nothing i mean no they turned something that was nothing into something beautiful and it just like i think really that's where where my entrepreneurial spark first ignited because i thought wow this is amazing like basically we could do anything that we want and um yeah so i think that's really where i think that's really where my entrepreneurial um i guess radar or in intuitive (laughs) intuitiveness really started and so i think that all the experiences and everything that I've gone through. I mean, I was 10 when that happened. So, you know, I kind of went through middle school, high school, college, (laughs) you know, life, marriage, kids. And finally, finally last year, I reconnected with that intuitive entrepreneurial spirit again. And that that has brought me to here to today to being Giselle Martin, business strategist. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Have have you identified any other gaps in your industry? So, I have identified so many gaps. <laughs> I I think that um. I think that there's a lot of people out there that are afraid of the word entrepreneur. And then there's other people that are like, okay, whatever, you're an entrepreneur. Like, what does that even really mean? And then there's other people that are like, oh my God, I want to be an entrepreneur. Or, you know, or, and, and I think that there are people out there that are entrepreneurs and they don't even know it. Like, they don't even realize it. Um, You know, like, for example... When I actually sat down and and actually really thought about it, I have identified so many entrepreneurs in my family. 
I mean, and and in my culture too. I mean, I think that um, entrepreneurship is just like a naturally part of the uh, Latinx culture. I really do because I know that all of you out there who can identify as Latinx or or, or who have families from you know uh, third, I guess third world third world countries. I can assure you that if you sit there and think about it, you probably have some tia that sells tamales somewhere. You have some some tios that uh, have a day job and then they go home and they're a mechanic. I mean, that's a side hustle. That's an entrepreneur. I mean, I remember, I remember being really little, like four, yeah, maybe four or five years old, and my parents would sell. I mean, I just remember the Herbalife teas, the shakes, and I mean, you know, that's an entrepreneurship. Um, I remember I rem- my grandma. My grandma had a job in the local school cafeteria. But then she was also the local seamstress. Like people in the neighborhood would randomly come, drop off their clothes, and she would hem it for them. She 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 made my quinceañera dress. I, I mean, I would she, she would take everything off the dining room table and just bring out her sewing tools with all these crazy scissors and all these weird tools, and she would literally create something out of nothing you know and that's what entrepreneurship is creating something out of nothing and just getting to work getting it done finding a way finding a way to get it done so if you're out there in the world and you are creating something out of nothing you're an entrepreneur if you are finding a way to get it done, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. So let's see. Let's move on to the next question. How does your cultural identity affect the way you run your business? Well, um, I actually, when I was writing, you know, my marketing strategy for how I was going to get clients, I was automatically writing women, women of color, women of Latin American descent, Latinas, Latinx uh, women, moms, um, and all of those things that I actually identify with. Um, And, you know, and to be honest, I think almost all of the people that I have worked with I can say that I can check off those boxes. They're a woman of color. They're a woman. They're a woman of color. I think most of them have been moms. So my cultural identity has definitely affected the way that I'm seeking clients. Um, I feel like I just identify with them more. Maybe it's just more comfortable for me. Maybe they're more relatable. Um, that doesn't mean that I can't work with everyone. I like I definitely can. 
And, um, but it's just, this is something that I noticed. Um, and, and I also, I also want to provide I want to provide access to resources and tools that um, moms and women of color don't normally have access to. Um, and I think that, that that's definitely is a big thing. That definitely affects the way that I run my business because I, I write a blog. So I write about things and like, this is free on the internet. It's accessible to anyone. So you want to learn how to write a business plan? I wrote a blog. I wrote, I wrote a blog post about this. You want to learn some marketing strategy tips? I wrote a blog post about it. If you go to my website, you can find those. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely affects the way that I run my business too. Like, I mean, I do offer services um, that I charge for, but I also offer information that is free. Um, because I, I am a big believer of um, accessibility. Definitely. We definitely need more channels of accessibility to communities of people who normally don't have access to those resources or tools. So, okay, what's another question? Um, oh, how easy or difficult was it for you to find what you needed to start your business? Um, well, for me, actually, it was fairly easy uh, because I'm a researcher by nature. I research everything. Um, so, I mean, I do have a master's degree. I did write a master's thesis, like over 100 pages. I conducted actual real research <laughs> so I do have researching experience but what I mean when I say that I'm a researcher by nature is that um I I just I'm like an information seeker an information junkie like I just I need to know I need to know things <laughs> I mean when my oldest daughter was four months old I could tell you the top 15 strollers, how much they cost, where you can buy them, where you could buy them cheaper, what was the like best feature of this one and the worst feature of that one because I did my research. So I research everything and anything and 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 I and I not only research the like background of it, I research the background, I research where you can find it, I research who can sell, who sells it, who has access to buying this stuff. Um, I, I research reviews, people who rate it. I, and not just on the internet. I talk to people about it. I look for blogs about it. So people who actually used it, um, firsthand experience, you know, that's really great. So, um, so for me, it, it was it was fairly easy um, to find what I needed for my business. I I started a website completely for free. I mean, I paid twelve dollars for my dom domain name. I'm so happy nobody had JazelleMartin.com because <laughs> I paid twelve dollars for that. Yay! Well, well, for, for one year, so I have to pay twelve dollars every year for my website. 
for my domain name. But my actual website um, is hosted on Google Sites. Um, And believe me, I did my research. And I did so much research on that that I had to just like stop for a few days and stop thinking about websites because <laughs> it was just like too much information in my brain all at one time. But um, in the end, I decided to go with a a free web host, Google Sites, um, because again, you know, one of, one of the things that I want to show people is accessibility to things. So, you know, I want to be using the tools that I'm recommending. Um, so, you know, Google Sites, get a free site. It's free. This is not paid. <laughs> I'm not getting paid by Google to endorse this. <laughs> I wish I was, but I'm not. Um, but yeah, so that's okay. Moving on to another question. What's your favorite technological tool that you use for your business and how has it improved your business? Okay, so to be honest, my favorite technological tool is my smartphone. I have an iPhone. I use it all the time. It's like my connection to the world in the palm of my hand. I can do everything on there. I I have a Google Drive apps and a Google Drive app in there. Um, I you know have all my social media sites there. Um, I send messages. I can get information. I could connect with other entrepreneurs there. People have actually contacted me through social media, through email, um, and I get all of those alerts on my phone. Um, every I mean. Yeah, my phone has helped me. Like, for real, like, all you need is a smartphone, and then you can own a business. You you start a you can start your business because, I mean, you have access to everything there. I even started using tools such as um, Canva to create, uh, you know, to create flyers and digital marketing things. Um, you know. And the more and more that I search, the more and more that I find, um, I I just, I, I refuse to pay for something unless it's absolutely necessary or unless I really want to pay the person who has, you know, created it and offer it because I do believe that we, we need to get paid for our skills and for our, our creativity, um, so we, we do need to support each other in that way. Um, but if a big corporation is offering it and it's free, believe me, I'm taking it for free. <laughs> and I'm sharing it with everybody. <laughs> yeah. So uh, is there a business that you follow that you strive to be? And what about that business attracts you? Um, you know, I really don't know any business strategists out there, um, but I have been thinking about, I, I have been thinking about this, like, entrepreneurial center, um, you know, type of business, 
where it's like a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs where we have like a a legal expert um a marketing expert like a branding marketing expert an accounting expert um a tax well yeah i guess a tax filer would fall under accounting um a social media expert a a digital artist and you know i have been thinking about that because i think like it's really important for all of us to stay focused in our in in what we do um you know you know stay in our niche and if we can collaborate together and work together and um outsource all the other things that we're not necessarily experts on then you know we can all work together um to help other business owners thrive and make their businesses better so i mean i haven't really found a place like that but i also haven't really 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 looked so if there's a place like that out there please let me know because i i love to know things so (laughs) yeah let me know (laughs) so next question if you could have done something different, what would that have been? Um, you know, to be honest, I have owned other businesses, so I have done something different. And at the end of the day, the the like the creativeness, the the spirit of owning a business is really what has like ignited what what, what ignites me so i've um owned a, a few different direct sales businesses um when i graduated from college i owned a cafe with my mom it was called the latin lounge and we served food from different countries and all over latin america it was it was really fun. It was really great. And then we decided that it wasn't the best location for it. And so we closed the doors. And, you know, that's okay. Because you need to continuously make assessments of your business and make sure that you're going on the right path. Because if you're going on the wrong path for too long, then it could, you know, be a total catastrophe. And, um, you know yeah that's not good so um so i guess my answer is i have done different things and i do appreciate all of my experience that i've done and i'm just i'm i'm so ready in to help other people do their thing like it it really it really inspires me to see people so passionate about something and they just want to create it and create something and share it with the world that really inspires me and that really drives me to help them and to to like make their vision a reality so that's i i think i'm i'm gonna continue doing this business strategy stuff for a while so yeah so okay what's the next question can you share some advice for anyone with a culturally specific business or idea um my advice is if you have an idea go for it do it 
And if you don't know where to start, start with a pen and a paper. Write your ideas down. And if you don't want to use a pen and paper, then get your laptop out and start typing it out. Or get your smartphone out, um, post-its, whatever you can find. (laughs) Get your thoughts and your ideas and your vision out on a piece of paper and put it up on a wall that you see every single day. And when you see that every single day, it's out. It's out of you and it's out in the world and then you see it. And then when you start seeing it every single day, then you start talking to people about it. When you start talking to people about it, it starts becoming a reality. Like you start putting putting it out there in the world and then you'll get feedback from people and people will be like, you know what? That's like um, a really not so good idea. Sorry, like it wouldn't work for me. Like I would not be a consumer of whatever it is you're trying to sell. And that's okay because at least you put your idea out there. But then if they say, you know, it's not going to work for me, then you start asking questions like, well, what part of it don't you like? You know, start asking questions. Well, what part of this idea do you think I can make better? So don't give up on your idea just because one person says they don't like it. Like, do you know how many people there are in the world? Billions. So someone's going to like your idea. I mean, you like it. So, you know, go with it. And you start putting your idea out there and people actually like it. You still got to ask the same questions. Oh, what do you like about it? Oh, do you think it could be better? Oh, what, you know, what are your ideas? What's your perspective? You know, once you get your idea out, written down somewhere, and then you start talking about it, it starts to become reality. Yeah. So let's see, what's the next question? If you had no constraints would you start another business and what would it be so i am a big believer in multiple income streams so definitely yes if i had no constraints i definitely would start another business um and it's not really like another like completely new business it really definitely falls in line with me, with my philosophies, with my mission. Um, one of the things that I'm that I actually wrote down, and I I started talking to people about already is <clears throat> to create some uh, Latina empowerment cards. Um, so definitely started working on that. And also, I also started in getting, uh, I started inquiring about um, some t-shirts. And I know, yes, everybody sells t-shirts. Yes, everybody sells t-shirts. But I don't. So that's something that I want to start doing. And, And all of these have to do with my, I'm a big believer in affirmations and self care. Um, actually one of the direct sales businesses that I had was, um, selling jewelry and one of their lines was affirmation jewelry. 
And I just, I just loved it because I mean, I wear jewelry every day. And if I stare down and look at my necklace and I see an affirmation, like I'm wearing one right now and it says embrace change. I mean, it's just a reminder to embrace change. I don't have to go to my phone to find inspiration. I don't have to go somewhere to find inspiration. Like I'm actually wearing it. So that's, you know, I I definitely want to expand on that on things that are going to inspire and motivate people. Um, so yeah, definitely. And um, then the last thing is, oh, my contact info. Where can people find me? So you can find me here on the Relate and Elevate podcast. Hashtag Relate and Elevate and also you can find me on my website, GiselleMartin.com. On social media, I'm Giselle's World on Twitter and on Instagram. And on Facebook, I have a Facebook page and that's at GM Strategist. Uh, but to be honest, um, I have a bias towards Instagram. Like I love Instagram. Like I'm always on Instagram. So <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me there. <laughs> And uh, my location, Mm, well, I'm physically located in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, but I've actually done projects and collaborated with people in Southern California, in Nevada, so anywhere. We're doing this thing worldwide, so contact me anytime, email me. And I hope that you've enjoyed listening, um, listening to, you know, listening to me (laughs) and more about me and my story. And, um, our, our next episode will be really fun. Our next episode will be, uh, me and my daughter Andrea, and we'll talk about being a kid entrepreneur. So, yep. Hope you tune in to listen to that. So, Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Relate and Elevate. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Giselle's World and on Facebook at GM Strategist. Make sure to visit my website, GiselleMartin.com and please, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye.